0: We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Riggert. A pleasure to have you along, and I'm pleased to be joined now by the offensive line coach, James Madison, Damian Robleski, as he has been with Coach Signetti since they got to JMU, and uh, it's an exciting time right now with the sunbelt on the horizon, and the game's about a month and a half away. Coach, how are you, sir?
1: Doing great here. Summertime's a fun time, and... and uh football season is upon
0: us. Yeah, it's hard to believe it is here again, but how has the summer been for you? I know you've been out and about a lot uh, on on the recruiting trail, but uh, how has that gone?
1: It's going very well. It's it's been uh, a very productive June. Uh, As we've transitioned from the FCS to the FBS level, the calendar rules of recruiting are slightly different and a little more defined, Um, but I think we were very productive and efficient in our time in June, and then uh, once you get near Fourth of July, you try to have some family
0: time. And, and were you able to do that, get away a little bit?
1: Yes, sir. We fished
0: uh,
1: in four different states.
0: Absolutely, get out and about and do something. Absolutely, you know. You mentioned the transition from FCS to FBS. Um, honestly, from the outside looking in, again, it's that there's the transition is what it is, but with you guys internally, with everything that you have to do is, has it been a challenge to, to make the transition for you guys as coaches?
1: Well, number one, I think the transition is, 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 uh, is current. It's, it's right now. It's yeah. present. And so as we go every day, I guess for a calendar year or so is going to be part of that transition as, as you walk through a calendar year uh, as an FCS program, um uh, but uh, it's it's a challenge in that um it's a new mountain to climb, so any any new mountain is different from a previous mountain, in other words, they're similar, but there are are details and insights that you need to make sure that you're you're trying to understand as you move forward,
0: yeah. You know, with with that and and uh, talking to the players, talking to fans, obviously everybody's so excited about this move. You as a coach, and, and with you you guys as as coaches, is is that is that excitement there for you guys too to try and take on this new challenge?
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think human nature. When there's a new challenge at hand, um, you know, when you came here from uh, Kansas, you know, th- there was a new challenge. I'm sure there was an excitement there, and and it's no different as with us. We're we're excited for the new opponents. We're excited for the new scheme works and details we're going to see. Um, And we're excited for the future of JMU football uh, as it, as it embarks on this new journey.
0: Have you dove into, to all these Sunbelt teams into their, uh, their schemes and what they like to do and and dove into the film?
1: Yes, sir. Yeah. Since the season ended uh, last season, um, we've only watched ourselves and we have studied our new conference opponents.
0: Yeah. We're talking to Damian Roblowski again. He's known as Coach Robo for the JMU football team. He's the offensive line coach. And, you know, tell me about spring for, for you and your guys and, uh, and to see the progress that they made. Were you happy with the progress that, that your guys up front made?
1: Yes. If you turn on the video from spring practice and you took a, a singular play and you watched it from the beginning to the end, uh, you could see the improvements in what the young men were trying to do, what they were trying to improve on these were the directives, these were the goals. We're going to get better at these select things because they're going to help us next year. Um, does that always show in, in, in scoreboard-type stuff in spring practice? No. But uh, you can see the goals were set forth. We need to improve at these things, and we want to do those things. And you can see the kids actively trying, uh, and the guys actively doing that uh, every day. So that, that, that anytime there's progress, right, the, the march towards excellence – is in incremental steps, little, little steps as you move forward.
0: Last year was such a young group, um, especially when Liam got hurt. I mean, Tyshawn yep. was a redshirt sophomore. Again, even Nick was a redshirt junior. Uh, Tanner yep. stepped in in the playoffs. You look at Cole Potts and even Tyler Stevens had to step in. It was such a young group a year ago. I'm sure you're awful proud of what what those guys did um, as youngsters last year and now as they they transition into to being veterans on this team.
1: There, yeah, no question. I mean, um, these guys work hard, they're dedicated, they want to be good. And uh, it's really hard to teach experience. I, I don't, if anybody can, let me know. But, um, <laughs> you know, you're living through this process with these young guys, and, and you can't tell them too much because then you'll get the paralysis by analysis idea. So you want them to just just go, man. And then as they experience things, you get more detailed in what you're teaching them as you go, does that make any sense? So yeah, absolutely. As, as we do that, uh, that's kind of the thought process. So uh, when somebody gets hurt, you know, you got a lot of young guys. You got you got to live through the process with them, and it, it is a process. That's not a drive-through.
0: Is has Nick Kidwell? he been kind of? Is he kind of the anchor of your offensive line? one of the veterans? Yeah, sure.
1: A- a- anybody that's played a good amount of football, you know, and, and within within the group, I guess this would be if you have the most experience in an organization. And, and and your your character is good and you're a well-respected young man like Nick is, then you're going to have a lot of credibility with the group. It also helps that, that he is a, a tremendous uh, worker and a tremendously physically talented young man as well. Yeah. But Nick is is an absolute joy to coach, and, and when he's done with his college career, any employer that hires him is going to enjoy having
0: him there. Yeah. We're talking to Damian Robluski again. Robo is the offensive line coach at JMU, and, you know, you had some guys out, too, that missed a lot of time during spring, but I'm guessing that gave you a great opportunity to look at a lot of young players. Were you? Were you what was, that, was that one of the benefits, even though some guys missed some time?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't control things. Um, there's a lot of things in your life you can't control, and, and I can't control if a young man gets hurt and he's surgery or like that. So the group that we have, we're going to coach them, no matter how many there are, with everything we have and get them as many reps and opportunities as we can. And develop the group as a whole. And some guys missed some time, some guys didn't, but the group itself advanced.
0: Do you have a virtual group where they can play different positions? Is that something you look for in these guys? It always helps to have a, everybody learns
1: more than one position up front. Yeah, yeah.
0: We're talking to Damian Rabluski again. He is the offensive line coach at JMU, and. You know, talk about a guy like, you haven't really seen him on the, on the field yet, Andrew Adair, a guy that comes in from Liberty. But mm-hmm. uh, what, what have you liked from him so far? What did you like when, when you got to meet him and see his film?
1: Well, number one, he is a very hardworking, reliable, trustworthy guy. And that's what he's proven to be to this point. He is a very strong person with a very intense attitude, when it comes to training and playing football so far. So I'm excited to get. I remember him in high school mm-hmm. um, when he was at Kettle Run uh, and then transferred over to St. Francis. Um, you saw a very aggressive minded person. You know, um, when you, when, you, when in this business, you want to be able to. You want to tell the dog, whoa, not sick him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, I and do. So we're looking for dogs that bite, not just bark.
0: <laughs> Again, we're talking to Robo Damian Raplewski. He is the offensive line coach at JMU. Are there a couple guys that, that kind of stood out or, or caught your eye throughout this spring that, that maybe surprised you a little bit?
1: You know, Tanner Morris made strides. You know, obviously he started a few games there at the end of the year, but the mm-hmm. you know, first time where he came in and he was. Okay, this is your group to be the center. So take control. Show me. Tyler Stevens is getting stronger, maturing, getting bigger. He looks faster. a lot bigger than me.
0: He he just uh, looks bigger in, in general.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean again, you, people forget these are these are teenagers.
0: Yeah. You know, they're older <laughs> right. teenagers,
1: but a birthday can go a long way with these guys. Uh-huh. And and so you just give them an, and and then, you know, it gets annoying to talk about, but like the COVID thing in the spring season created like a, a lack of an off season. Mm-hmm. And, and that off season is a, is an important time in the development of a young man's uh, playing career. And, and so those guys that had come in during the pandemic and were essentially had the fall that, okay, where am I? And then the spring into the fall season, they really didn't get a true off season in their calendar. And, and, all those guys that came in at that time, they blossomed in the weight room and they blossomed uh, on the field as they were working hard because they had that time to grow. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, Tyler Stevens had a great spring. Uh, Tanner did a great job. I mean, you could see them getting better. The guys that were just there, you know, when, when, you, when you take a young man and you put him in college football and you put him through the offense, those rookies sometimes really get swallowed up by yeah. all of the information coming at them. But then when they get it a second time in spring ball, you can see them looking a lot more confident in what they're
0: doing. I'm glad you brought up the off season because that's something that I think people kind of forget because you guys had the spring season, so there wasn't really a true off season where these guys yeah. can make serious gains in the weight room. And I'm guessing you've seen that just with their physiques here over the last couple of months.
1: Yeah, Bob, the body compositions are improving. Mm-hmm. You know, again, this isn't we're not talking about like like quick cooking, you know, microwave and dinner here. We're talking about smoking a brisket that takes hours <laughs> you know yeah. to get that good flavor in there and so that's what these linemen are and they need that whole process all the time you know to get there and so uh it was great and it's fun to coach them when, when as they grow and get better you know
0: we're talking to Damian Rabluski. robo is the offensive line coach at jmu and you know, when you're looking at film, does it look different when you're seeing Coastal and App, and you're seeing Lafayette and, and, and or Louisiana, and seeing teams like that? Are do you see a different type of kid across the line of scrimmage uh, when when you turn on the film than what you've seen in the past?
1: Um, yeah, from time to time, yes. I, I think anytime that there's more people involved, uh, you're going to get potentially more um, equations at hand. Does that makes sense. Yeah. So, like. You know the coaching staffs are bigger, the rosters are bigger, things of that nature. Some of the humans are bigger, <laughs> but uh, you know, let me tell you something. Now you get in the FCS playoffs every year. You 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 beat your way through the playoffs. You're going to see some pretty dang good talent.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not as different as some people think. There, there's no doubt about that. It, it is a step. There's yeah. probably more of them on these teams. I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, I mean, are there are there exceptional players? Yes, there are. Yeah, but we saw some pretty exceptional players mm-hmm. uh, throughout our years in the FCS as you go through the playoffs and go through the CAA.
0: Absolutely. And you know, when you were out on the recruiting trail when, when you're when you're now pitching F FBS and, and Sunbelt and things like that, did that resonate to to all the athletes that you were talking to?
1: Definitely had an impact on the perception uh, of where the place is going. Anytime there's a, a move up, um, it it definitely grabs their attention. Hey, you guys are going to the Sunbelt conference now or something like that. And and mm-hmm. you know, in, in our footprint um the brand of JMU is so strong, but there's a general excitement about that happening.
0: Coach, take me back, uh let's rewind a little bit, go back in time. And again, you were an offensive you played at Lafayette College and, and wrapped up what in ninety nine? Is that when you wrapped up? Ninety
1: eight. Ninety eight. was yeah, ninety eight. Ninety nine was my first year
0: of coaching. Take me take me back to Lafayette College, your days as a center on that team.
1: Um well uh <laughs> We were under center. The shotgun was pretty new. The shotgun <laughs> came around about my junior year of college. And when I tell the players that, they laugh.
0: No, I'm um, sure they do. You
1: know what I'm saying? Right? Uh. <laughs> uh, the helmets are, are like spaceships now compared to what they were back then. Um, and uh, and we, were, we were a pretty heavy run outfit. And uh, these guys do so much more, and are, I demand so much more of them than, than I was ever asked to do when I was a player. You know, and uh, it's come a long way, though. But um, it's still fun. The, the fundamentals of the game haven't changed that much.
0: Did you Did you know from an early age you wanted to be a coach?
1: Nope. When? No, I, I didn't. I didn't decide to coach until after I graduated from college. A couple of the guys that I worked with that, well, sorry, sorry, Take that back. A couple of the guys that um, a couple of the guys that that had coached me said, "Hey, you know." if you don't have any major plans, you should try this. And, uh, and so I did. And, and so I began coaching at Bryant College. It was a startup Division II program back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just started football. And uh, that's all I've done ever since.
0: Did you, When you got to Bryant and started right there, did you know, okay, this is, this is what I was meant to do, uh, teach these young kids and, and help them, not just with football, but I, I talked to a lot of your guys and, and it's not just football, it's about life in general. Yeah. Is that, did you know that from the beginning when you started at Bryant? I think when you first
1: start coaching, you're, you're like a parrot uh, and you're, you're emulating a lot of things and you're, you're repeating things that you had heard over time. And and as you grow as a person, um, I I, I think it's hard to understand, like in order to be a great football player, you got to be on a pretty good place. The holistic person that you're growing um, is, is the goal at this, at the end of the day, and for them to be the best player that they can be, they got to be the best person they can be Mm -hmm. because it's a mindset. It's a decision. Division one college football is a, is a job. It's a lot of hours. It's a lot of commitment, and and so that holistic idea of of chasing excellence, of becoming great, you got to get them in the the right frame of mind, and then they start growing. There's no question. Um, For me, I just I emulated what I saw the guys that coached me over the years, and and I was I've been blessed and fortunate to be around some awesome people that that took an interest in me, and um, I think when young people know. That you care about them, they're going to give you even more because they all want to be good. You know,
0: it's the one thing all you guys have told me about you. So uh, I think it it has been uh, (laughs) you've been able to 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 resonate throughout uh, throughout your time, especially with the guys here at JMU. But we're talking with Damian Rabluski. He is the offensive line coach at James Madison and your early days, again, you kind of bounced around from, from Bryant to Penn to Hofstra, Stony Brook, then we were at were Delaware for a little while, but, um, how about those stops? Again, I'm I'm sure you learned a lot at every one of those stops, didn't you?
1: Yeah. Every place you go, um, there are things you love, things you don't like. Um, they've all added into, to, to who you are today. You know, um, I heard somebody say once, I'm the sum total of all my mistakes <laughs> and trying to fix them all as I've gone along. And every stop I've had, a, you know, it's a journey, right? The journey is what it's all about. And you're just trying to learn and grow. And, and if I can be an example to my players, it's when you get up in the morning, you get up with a purpose. That purpose is to be excellent at what you do, no matter what it is, no matter what you're doing, no matter what you're required to do that day. And and you give it all you got all day long and then go to bed tired. And, 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 and that's, that way you know you, you've done what you have to do to be as excellent as you can be no matter what it is. You know, when you're on vacation, be excellent at vacation. When, you're, when it's time to get up and lift weights, be excellent at that. But that mindset training, that growth mindset uh, is what we're looking for here because we all need to get better regardless of who we are uh, and, and keep advancing.
0: Five years at Delaware, and you guys had quite a run there. Got to a national championship game. Joe Flacco, again, he was the quarterback for you guys. I'm guessing that was a pretty special time.
1: Yeah, that was a great, we went to the national title game. Uh, 07 was in Chattanooga, and 2010 was the first year in Frisco, actually. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that, that 07 team, man, that was a fun team. Um, obviously, it was a very talented group. But I, I think back to we had an All-American right tackle, Mike Byrne. We had an All-American center, Keon Hendricks. Um, you know, both people are just all – I can go on and on, but the other guys too, uh, Rich Beverly and uh, Corey Nicholson. And um, it was great that year because along the ride there, a couple guys got hurt here and there, and some young guys had to step up and just keep going and keep playing and keep that thing advancing. Now listen, Joe Joe bailed us out a few times. I'm not I'm not crazy to admit that. You know what I mean? Uh, you know. I never realized how good Joe Flacco was, so we didn't have him. I'm like, whoa! You mean they all can't do that?
0: Right. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, but uh, that was, I mean, crazy deal. But our tailback that year was a young man named Omar Cuff, and uh, and, and Omar rushed for over two thousand yards and, th- and scored 39 touchdowns. Wow! In wow! Yeah, I mean, that was just a really good team uh, to be a part of, and and you know, it was uh, it was a cool experience to be a part of. Yeah, no question. When you get around a good team like that, whether it's it's at JMU or one of the other stops you've been there, you know, you really appreciate yeah. the ride that you're on.
0: We're talking to Damian Rablewski. He, Robo, is the offensive line coach at JMU. And then on Rutgers for a couple of years. Talk about that. Obviously, that was a jump up to, to go uh, go Division I, um, FBS. But how was your time in Piscataway? Yeah,
1: again, a, a wonderful learning experience. Uh, at the time, we were in the Big East Conference. So, getting a coach against, uh, you know, Syracuse, mm-hmm. you know, the old Big East.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. It's definitely different now, um, and uh, it was fun, you know, being, you know, having some of them Thursday night ESPN games and, and uh, learning from the people that I worked with, um, learning about. We were a pro style offense there, and that was one of our our our, our foundational pillars. Um, so living that offense for a couple years only added to me understanding
0: uh, how I can keep growing and learning. Why the move to Elon after the couple of years at Rutgers?
1: Um, well, at the end of the day, uh, some days uh, you leave because you want to. Some days you leave because you have to. <laughs> yes. Uh, but <laughs> at the same time, uh, I also got my – part of the reason was, was uh, my wife was now going to be three hours from her mom rather than eight hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know how they all say, right? Happy life, happy wife. Right? Mm-hmm. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs>
0: 100%. Yep. I, I do know that as as a matter of fact. Again, we're talking with Damon Rabluski, the offensive line coach at uh, at JMU and again you're Elon there. Um you're there before coach Signetti's there and, and then he comes in. Um was that was that a challenging time he kept you on but was there a thought that you you might have to find a, a new gig when, when he came on?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously when a staff changes um and the head coach leaves Uh, there's no guarantees of anything, but you know, you you be who you are and, and uh, you work hard every day. And sometimes you you can hang on. Sometimes you can't. It's okay either way. You know what I mean? Like it would have been no matter what happened, we would have figured it out, you know? Um, But it ended up being, uh, you know, coach and I uh, meshed well in that our philosophies of how to win football games matched up pretty good, I think. Um, And, uh, just right place, at the right time. You know what I mean. That's I don't know how else to say
0: it. Yeah, and you mentioned it, but when when Coach Signetti came in and you guys kind of sat down and talked, it could could you tell right away that you guys uh, had a pretty good feel for what you were trying to do together and, and that you did mesh pretty well.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's a definite understanding of, of what are the what are your foundational principles of winning football games, and um, I think it made a lot of sense
0: and we're talking with Damian of the offensive line coach Robo has been with Coach Cignetti, um since his time at Elon and now at JMU and then when, when Coach Signetti got the opportunity was it a no-brainer to come with him to JMU
1: yes sir yeah I, we had a great run at Elon you know the first few years we were building and working and charging and Coach came in Elon and, and he, he put a lightning bolt in that program uh, of energy and hardness and attitude and, and having an understanding of knowing how he wants to do things and how he wants to go about winning games uh, and running his program. Uh, that was, that was a definite plus. And uh, at that time, you know, JMU uh, coaching against them for a long time, way back even before the mm-hmm. APC was open, mm-hmm. um, the tradition and culture of, of this place in Harrisonburg and, and, Uh, the things that you can do here uh, were very exciting.
0: I was going to say, when you guys came in, and especially you having seen it um, from from the outside and coaching against JMU, just the support um, from fans, but also from the administration, everything like that, I'm guessing um, that that was one of the things that really (laughs) attracted you and, and obviously still does.
1: Yes, sir. I mean, this place has produced an inordinate amount of success in a very short period of time. And people do that, not buildings. People do that. And so uh, to have the opportunity to join the culture and the people, it was was a great opportunity that I didn't want to pass up. And uh, that was great.
0: You know, I've been talking to all all the assistant coaches um, throughout the summer and just trying to get all get to know you guys so much better. And I just, I, I love this coaching staff. It seems like you guys mesh very well together. Um, obviously, there's going to be some some butting of heads and and trying to to figure things out and do it the right way. But is that something that that you take a lot of pride in you and you and the other coaches just being on the same page and, and and pulling in in the same direction? Yeah,
1: I mean, I. I... When, when you're a team, the oars, ha- in order for a team to be successful, the oars have to be in the water at the same time in the same direction. And um, a lot of times the biggest thing that gets in the way there is, is, is ego. And, and when people can check that at the door and say, okay, fellas, let's get in here, let's work through this, and let's learn and grow together, then when you're willing to do that, then, then you're going to be better. You're going you're gonna to have the oars in the same direction. You're going to have everything working together. So uh, there's no question that, that I think this group of people, uh, coaching staff, uh, definitely has that understanding. There's no qu- And it's fun to be around. Unfortunately, I'm the oldest assistant on staff now. <laughs> but, uh, but you can definitely see it, that, that people, we, we want to be good. and We know that together we can right. and apart we can't.
0: It's always been offensive line for you. Have, you. have you coached any other positions during your time? Spent a spring coach of running backs once. Did you? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that was fun. Uh, when I was at Bryant,
1: uh, you know, it was uh, Jim Maselli was, was my first head coach. He was a head coach at the time, and, and he gave way too much responsibility to me. Uh, and I really appreciate that. But, you know, it was a startup program. You know, I didn't have that many coaches and stuff like that. So I actually, my, 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 uh, after my first year, I met with the running backs, tight ends, and offensive line all at once in a racquetball court. <laughs> yeah, you you didn't have that many coaches, you know, and some guys right. were some coaches had jobs during the day and came at practice, and they couldn't be here before uh they couldn't be here before um a uh what do you call it there a meeting time you know just one of them deals so
0: yeah so i I had met with them. <laughs> <laughs> Heck, you'll figure it out, right? You've
1: been around enough. No, all the pieces work to listen. All the pieces work together, and uh, and the human body only works in so many different ways, right? We're not we're not redefining physics here.
0: Mm Hmm. No question. We're talking to Damian Rublewski. He's the offensive line coach. Is. Uh, we finish up with him here in just a few minutes, but you know, as you guys go into this season, we're about a month and a half away. I mean, I'm guessing each year when you're getting to this point and camp is just a few weeks away that the, the Sunbelt media days are coming up next week. This is when it starts yeah. to really ramp up. I'm guessing there's no feeling like this as a coach, is there?
1: Yeah. You know, um, there's a lot of anticipation, obviously, but for us, it's, it's about being clear-minded and organized. So we are crossing our T's, dotting our I's, looking at the playbook again, making sure the installs are good, making sure that everything's in order so that, you know, we have to do our work before the game gets here, before practice one gets here. And, uh, and so there's a lot – you want to be prepared for the kids because you want, you want to be the best that you can be for the guys so that when you hit the field, you're ready to go. You know, as a coach, the best part of your day – is when you're in the meeting room with your players or on the field of your players. When you're with your players and coaching your players, that's the best part of your day. But there's a lot of work that needs to be done before you get to that so that you can be the best that you can be for them.
0: Is it pretty safe to say you're detail-oriented and, and, and demand that of your guys, too? I'd like to think so.
1: <laughs> we, try, we try hell. We, we try like hell, you know, the better you know something, the more detail you can see. Right. You know, if if you're at home and and when I tell I tell us to my guys, I said when you're at home and and you're watching a game and you're sitting there next to you know, I don't know, your girlfriend or, or or your mom or or you know somebody that didn't play the game of football, then what you're seeing is dramatically different than what they're seeing. Equally as entertaining, but the insight and the detail that they can see, right, is 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 much deeper. They should be watching the game like a player, not a fan. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's what we're all. Trying. how detailed can we be? Because the more detailed we can be, the more accurate we can be.
0: Do you go through each practice, each play, and really kind of dissect it with your guys? Yes.
1: Um, you know, as you know, it, it, when we Coach Signetti, you don't stand around on the field, all right? got to be moving. you got to be doing something. And, and you hear him say, hey, listen, we're videotaping all these things. we got five cameras, six cameras at practice. He's like, that's why we videotape it at meetings. So <laughs> when you're on the field, you're there to work. And you're there to get your work done and be detail-oriented and, get, and be tired at the end of practice and get all that stuff on video so that when you meet with them, um, you need, you're ready to go to show them these things. And you videotape it all. <clears throat> I mean, one of the biggest transitions for a uh, a young player is the amount of notes right. and studying the game. We, we spend a lot of time teaching our players, <coughs> excuse me, uh, how to study football, what to look for, what are the nuances that you need to see and progress them through that. And that way, your your notebooks. How neat of a of a note taker are you? How good is your penmanship? You know, um, and they have all you know, the other technology stuff too. They can watch practice on their phone. They can watch practice uh, on their on their computer. You know, uh, but at the same time, you still need to critique yourself and have that note taking mm-hmm. ability. I do believe writing it down allows you to remember it better.
0: Agree. Yeah, so, absolutely.
1: Yeah, that's a major, major thing for the guys when they get here a lot of times, young people from high school. All of a sudden, you have all these notebooks. You need to take good notes on it and how detailed you are and how much you study it uh, because it is part of what you do.
0: You're looking for some smart guys up front. They've got to be pretty intelligent, don't they? I
1: agree. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I, I think, again, that, that hungry person, that person that seeks out how to be great, doesn't sit there and wait for it to come to them. You know, there are people that say, I'll play, I'll be all right. Nah, that's not how you be great. You need to seek out that information. You need to go find it. You need to actively make yourself better mentally, physically, spiritually, the whole nine.
0: Coach, I appreciate your time as always. Thank you so much. Great to catch up with you, and uh, we will do it again soon. But thank you, Coach. My pleasure.